Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancini Mo. With me today is Mitch Fanning, and we're talking about influencer marketing. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Joining me today is Mitch Fanning, the VP of Marketing for ClickBack, a software as a service company that offers leading cloud-based B2B lead generation software products. They're uniquely designed to accelerate lead growth. Mitch, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Susan. Well, I'm so glad that you're here because I understand you know a little something about influencer marketing, which I've dabbled on in both the marketing side for clients as well as as an influencer. And it's clear that influencer marketing is super effective but you say that there are some serious weaknesses that we need to be aware of. What are some of those weaknesses? Well, um, first, I, you know, we, we have um, experimented with referral type marketing at ClickBack. I, I wouldn't say I'm, a, I'm an expert at influencer-based marketing, although we're looking at experimenting with that uh, in the near future. Um, uh, you know, one of the kind of inherent risks um, that I would say when looking at doing influencer marketing is number one, or actually any type of uh, experimenting with any type of particular uh, marketing is, is that there's really no silver bullet. So that's kind of just overall, uh, most people are looking at this, like this is the silver bullet that, uh, that will help them uh, kind of <laughs> generate, uh, generate results uh, for their programs. Um, but it, it's kind of interesting, you know, when I look at this, people are kind of uh, looking at influencer marketing like it's this new thing and actually it's not new at all. Yeah. It's really just paid advertising uh, with uh, a celebrity endorsement. So, um, but I think- Well, or celebrity, let's say. <laughs> celebrity, yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think, you know, one of the, some of the inherent trends in, in just in, in experimenting with this is that they tend, it tends to be short-lived uh, or it, there tends to be a loss of control in your message. So what I mean by that is somebody's, um, you know, looking at promoting uh, what you're doing and they're, and they're trying to inject you and say their podcast, um, they'll, they'll do it in a way that's uh, in, not intrusive and then they'll kind of move on to other things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't really control how they introduce your product or service. So that's kind of one of the inherent risks. Um, but I think the big one is um, that trust is actually not transferable. Hmm. And what I mean by that is that these influencers have built, uh, built a following and people trust them. And I think a lot of marketers feel that because that's the case, that when they show your product, that trust that they have will automatically transfer over to you. And um, more times than not, um, that's, that's, that's not the case at all. And it's short-lived. You meant, uh, when you were talking about short-lived, um, if this isn't something like, when, when companies hire me, for example, as an influencer, I don't continuously market their brand. I don't continuously mention them. Exactly. I mention them like the one while they're paying me, and when we're done with that promotion, I'm done. I'm not going to keep promoting that brand, right? Well, exactly. And that's the thing. On the flip side, uh, you know, with someone like, you know, for example, yourself, um, you know, you, you, 
you need to be careful. You, you know, you need to show relevance mm -hmm. for one, because um, <clears throat> you can very quickly um, alienate uh, your audience if, if yeah. you're filling something that kind of seems that it, it's, it doesn't kind of, it's not congruent with, with your audience. Uh, and if you keep continuously saying it, it, it almost feels like you've sold out. So right. you know, there's that, there's that, uh, there's that risk as well on the flip side. Yeah. I've, and I have no problem saying I've sold out since the beginning. I've always, as long as I've been, had an audience, I was like, let's leverage it. Let's share great products with them. I don't, that's fine with me. So, <laughs> but they have to be brand appropriate. And I've been sensitive to making sure that the things that I, you know, the brands I choose to work with are appropriate for my audience and make sense. Like I'm not going to, you know, dilute my brand that way. So I think that's something influencers I'm careful about, but, but there are ways for companies to work with influencers and perhaps other strategies that they can bring into an influencer marketing campaign that might be more effective. What are some of those things that they can do? Well, actually, maybe before we get into that, I want to touch on what you just said there. Um, you know, I, I've often said that the best marketing strategy is have a product or service that people like or use or for you. Um, Fair. And so, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think, I think influencer marketing or uh, referral marketing can work if, if inherently uh, the product or service is something that people like or love, mm -hmm. um, depending on, on, on how you look at it or, or the industry. Um, and it's something that authentically uh, the the influencer uses, uh, and it's kind of it's something that you feel almost like a friend is referring you yeah. to. So you know, in, inherently, I think that that's that's how it works best, um, as far as just just a, an overall like just a kind of a, a central strategy. Interesting. And metrics are metrics relevant here. I asked that as a loaded question, knowing the answer. <laughs> well, well, there's, there's, there's this big shift in marketing. Um, you know, it's happened. It's been happening over the last couple of years. Uh, and we talk about kind of vanity metrics. Uh, and we even talk about, um, you know, leading versus lagging metrics. And so one of the things that we constantly do here at Clickback is we're always looking at the revenue that marketing is bringing in and the yeah. ROI on that revenue. Um, you know, if it, I always say to the team, uh, if we follow the money, uh, the leads will follow. Right. So when you're looking at experimenting uh, with influencer marketing, uh, at the end of the day, it has, to, it has to bring in revenue customers and it has to have an ROI. Um, now, when you're initially experimenting, you can look at um, leading indicators like leads uh, and other submetrics uh, that, that you can track depending on what type of influencer marketing you're doing. But at the end of the day, um, you can optimize against submetrics. But at the end of the day, um, you know, every quarter you have to look at it and say, you know, did it bring in revenue? Right. Did it bring in customers? And was the ROI, you know, uh, acceptable? I always feel like if that is a part of the equation from the beginning, if that is the ultimate 
goal in mind versus likes or retweets or comment. Like, if it's actually conversions and revenue that is the goal, then it means that all along the process, people are choosing better influencers that actually have an audience that's engaged. They're choosing people who understand their brand and their audience and know how to position things. But I also think there's a give and take between brands and influencers that, you know, like I've had a, I've had a brand that had a very clear idea of what they wanted and it was super um, assertively advertorial, let's say. And I, I think um, things sometimes work better when they're woven a little more into a narrative, a little more gracefully. And so I think um, it's important to listen to the influencer if they know their audience well, but there's, you know, there are so many campaigns out there and so many influencers and it's hard to, you know, find an, an agency that's not just checking off the boxes, like, okay, I need this many influencers doing this and that kind of stuff. So, but are actually looking to engagement so that they can achieve the revenue. And so I'm always thinking like, don't you want to just make money? Wouldn't you like that to be your goal? Yeah. <laughs> not shares and likes, like that's not real. So yeah. Interesting. No, again, you, you, um, and case in point, there, there are things that we've experimented with because uh, we're a big advocate of, of experimentation, but we've seen we've seen results in in the vanity metrics like um, uh, like the sub metrics or even lead gen or even demand, but over a quarter haven't actually brought in customers and revenue. So even though it looked really good on paper as far yeah. as the demand uh, side of things, at the end of the day we had to cut because it wasn't actually producing results. Yeah, I mean. A part of me wants to go, yeah, but some of these blog posts are useful for SEO and that ultimately indirectly leads to revenue. But at the same time, you, you know, what are the goals ultimately? What, what does it lead to in the end? Yeah, Complicated it, stuff. <laughs> it is. In, you're actually bringing on another side of it called, you know, on the attribution side. So mm -hmm. you're right. Um, you, but attribution modeling is, is very complex, but yeah, there are, there are things like influencer marketing that can help with um, or leverage um, results in other channels as well. You're absolutely right, Susan. Yeah, attribution is way too complicated. That's way more than two questions. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah that's, I, I haven't drank enough coffee this morning to, to get through that one. Mitch, tell me this, what, and this is a bonus question, but um, what exactly does ClickBack do? Uh, well, ClickBack, we we built software for marketing and, and sales teams uh, to help them accelerate lead growth. That's kind of our value prop. Uh, it's kind of, um, and a good example of that is our latest product uh, called ClickBack Web, which helps companies actually identify companies that have come to their website, uh, but actually haven't converted. Like they haven't filled out a form or they haven't contacted you. So, I mean, it's useful because one of the things we've realized is that um, depending, you know, which study you read, but up to 98% of people that come to your site um, actually don't reach out to you. So, um, and, and, and so what we're doing is we're helping companies kind of recover those leads, recover mm -hmm. those opportunities. Um, and up to date, we've, we've actually recovered over almost, um, I have to look at it, um, but almost a million uh, leads for what? users. Yeah. Wow. Who, who haven't actually... Um, reach out to them, but but they were potentially leads for the company. So, 
So is that, I'm, I'm asking you way too many questions, but is that, <laughs> I don't care today, I'm recovering from the flu, people. All right, we're, we're going rogue. Um, so is that like retargeting or how are you doing, is that sort of an under the radar thing? What's the? Well, we, we do have a secret sauce, but I, I, one thing I can say is, is that when you, when, when, you, when you actually, you know, put the code snippet on your site, you start seeing the companies uh, and it's really the data that's being collected. So we, we, uh, we've got a, a big data infrastructure that allows us to, to show the, uh, it's, all, it's all based off IP, um, but it allows you to show the, the companies that have come to your site. Um, and then we, we provide you, and the, the way we kind of stand out from, from other uh, competitors, we provide you with potential contacts or decision makers at those companies that would be useful for your sales team, your outbound sales team to, to reach out to. I feel so much better about that being used in a B2B capacity than B2C. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's typically why we, we have a, another product, but that's we're in the B2B space. So yeah. Um and we've we've uh our our initial we just launched last year and our, our customers uh, have seen good success so far. Wow, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, viewers, thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.